Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening One Chance, Mommy, The Overnighters, Elsa and Fred, Force Majeure, and more. And on November 21st, Ottawa's Hylatrons perform at the E-Bar with Odd Years. The Bookshelf is an independently owned culture hub located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. More information about their hours, listings, blogs, and accessibility, please visit bookshelf.ca. Creative Control with Beach Comic. I just got back from seeing Bob Dylan, and I'm going back to see him tomorrow in Toronto at the Sony Center for the Performing Arts. I think that's what it's called. The Sony Center. Whatever the Hummingbird Center is now. Sony Center. Anyway, fantastic show. Just really dynamic, interesting show. I really enjoyed... He did two sets. I've never seen him divide up a show into two sets. He's drinking water from a cup. I've never seen that before either. That was a bunch of stuff I had never seen before. It changed up a bunch of the songs, the newer songs even, and uh, yeah, loved it. It's got to be like the 44th or 5th time I've seen him. And I'm going back tomorrow. Or by the time you hear this today, Tuesday. Anyway, big fan of Bob Dylan. Weirdly enough, the episode you're about to hear was recorded at the Halifax pop, pop Explosion, and I allude to the fact that I'm going to see Bob Dylan. Strange. Just the timing worked out well. My guests today are team... And as I mentioned, this uh, episode was recorded live at the Halifax Pop Explosion for a Pop Talks, and Teen were my guests. They were the very second interview I did when I got to Halifax, and Teen is a band based in New York City. Really uh, cool, interesting pop music, innovative, and they consist of three sisters. Teeny Lieberson is the lead singer and guitarist. Uh, on the keyboards, you have Lizzie Lieberson. And on drums, Catherine Lieberson. And in recent years, they've been joined by an amazing bassist named uh, Boshra Al-Sadi. And they were great. Very wonderful people. I got to see them play. And I was really blown away by the band live. And that's pretty much all I have to say for now. Their new record is called The Way in Color. You're going to hear a song from it before the end of the show. And that's it. The conversation kind of goes all over the place. They're good people. I like them. I was really blown away by them, actually. And uh, you can learn more about them 
at carparkrecords.com if you want to pick up the way the color. I think like a few minutes ago I said I didn't have much more to say, and here I am still talking. How about this? Let's just go to a, a public service announcement or ad or whatever, and then you'll hear from me and Teen live at the Halifax Pop Explosion. Bob Dylan is great. Coming up at the Starlight in Waterloo, Creative Control Podcast alumni, two people, entities, that have been on the show. Bad, Bad, Not Good play November 18th, and Sloan perform on November 20th. Starlight is located at 47 King Street in Waterloo. For complete listings and information, visit starlightsocialclub.ca. Hey, while you're in the area, go to 005 Princess Street for a bite at the Jane Bond, janebond.ca, for more information about that. It's great. Very tasty. I want to go there right now. There you go. Nice job. That was good. Now, you guys are actually from Halifax, some of you? Yes. All of you? The three sisters. Now, I guess I, the first question should be, why did you... You're not from here now, right? We live in New York. You now. live in New York now. Mm-hmm. So why did you leave Halifax? Did you hate it? No. Um, <laughs> well, well, as a, it wasn't... I think it's much cooler now. When I was 16, I left to um, go, I went to performing arts high school, mm-hmm. and then I just continued my education and in New York, um, sorry, in Florida, and then I moved to New York to play music, basically. You moved to Florida? I went to University of Miami for a year. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Have you seen that documentary, The You? No, what? It's a, oh, it's the 30, <laughs> has anyone seen it? 
No. <laughs> you guys know the 30 for 30 ESPN film doc thing, series? Anybody? Yeah. Basically, ESPN has this series, and they do 30 films. They do, uh, the original concept was 30 stories from the past 30 years. And the one about the U is amazing. It's all about how like the football team was like completely rebellious. I was there the year that there was like the oh. first year that they won the Rose Bowl and like I don't even know how many years it was. Oh. So but, like, it was Luther a crazy Campbell year. from Two Live Crew was like a huge part oh, of right. uh -huh. like getting all the parties going and stuff like that. So there's this like music angle and if you haven't seen it, it's great. Oh. There was definitely too much partying. There was a lot there. of partying? Yes. When were you there exactly? Oh, it's gonna reveal my age. Uh <laughs> No, it's fine. Um, 2001. 2001. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And did were you guys, you weren't in Florida? No. No. You stayed here? I stayed here until I was 22. I went to St. Mary's. What's St. Mary's? University. Oh, I'm sorry. Smew. Smew? Mm hmm That's a nice name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't finish, but I went there for three years, and then I moved to New York. What did you do at school? Um, I studied American history and psychology. I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I was kind of floating a little American bit. history and psychology. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's and women's studies. I don't know. I changed my mind a lot, but um, yeah. Okay. And then you, when did you leave here? I was 22. I moved to New York. You moved to New yeah. York as well. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> might as well. Um, I left when I was 18 to go to college in the States. In the States as well? Yeah. Oh, okay. In New York. And then I w went to grad school and then w lived in a bunch of different places in the States and then ended up in New York about eight years ago. Okay. And are you, Basha, are you from here? No, I've never been here. Never been here before. <laughs> no. Where are you from? Uh, I was actually born in Syria, but I grew up in Western Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. And moved to New York to go to art school uh, in the late 90s. And you hooked up with these people in New York? I met these people <laughs> in, in New York, yeah. I met Teeny like... Eight, nine years ago? Yeah. Just from playing in bands in New York. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Now, for the folks, uh, oh man, I used the word folks. I'm trying to avoid that. I hate <laughs> folks. <laughs> <laughs> Not nothing against you, but it's like Obama's big thing. Well, and, every, and Doug yeah. Ford in Toronto. Everybody's yeah, using folks. Everyone using it now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like friend either. Yeah, I don't so know. I, for people listening or watching us talk, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> is it cool or weird for you guys to be back in town? Like, is it has it been nice to be back in town? Yes. It's great. We yeah. love coming back here. I try to come back here. I think we all do. Try to come back at least once a year, if not more, if we can. I love it here. Yeah. And it was amazing to play here. We've never, you know, we've been doing this for years now, and this is the first time we've played in Halifax. So. What do you mean, like, oh, because teen didn't exist, obviously. Yeah. That's why it wasn't because you felt like you couldn't do it. No. <laughs> no, and yeah, my other band, Here We Go Magic, that I was in for years, never came here. And um, yeah, it's just been awesome being back. So last night you guys played at the Carlton, mm -hmm. and how was the show for you? It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. Was anyone here? There, I mean? Was anyone here there? <laughs> you? Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it was really great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Now, is there anything about the perception of this city, either positive or negative, that you've grown tired of? Do you find it tiresome, just in terms of how the city is depicted or perceived? Most people don't know where, don't know about this city. <laughs> I feel like that's my experience in the States. Yeah. 
They don't know. Like, is that in Europe? People don't know Halifax. <laughs> Halifax. People don't know Canada. People don't know Canada. Yeah. It's crazy. In the States. Americans. One, yeah. Americans don't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what did, where did you think Halifax was? <clears throat> I don't know. I thought it was like the middle of Canada somewhere. Mm. Mm. I didn't realize we were so far out east. I didn't even know it was like an hour ahead of New York. I didn't know there was an hour. <laughs> do, you, do you know that uh, Newfoundland is an hour and a half ahead? Yeah. Really? Yeah. A 1.5? Yeah. Where's that? That was good. 1.5. <laughs> 1.5? Where is Newfoundland? Is that what you just asked? That's northeast. Exactly. Yeah, it's... <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, I suppose, is that, am I right? It's, it's east. I don't think it's, it's sort of north, isn't it? It's like, yeah. Halifax is here. It's like kind of like this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I know a little something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but that's interesting that no one knew. I always, because growing up for me, Halifax was a big deal. I grew yeah. up in Southern Ontario yeah. and I followed music. You can tell by my hair that I like Halifax. I had like the mid 90s Halifax. I got the Chris Murphy thing going on right now, I think. I got to I don't know why. I've been growing it out. My kid and I have been trying to grow it out. He really loves the Ramones. So we've been trying to grow oh. Ramones hair. Yeah, my wife is not pleased. She doesn't like this look. How old is your son? <laughs> I want to see a baby Ramon haircut. <laughs> He's three. Three and a half. <laughs> yeah. It's like Lizzie. Yeah. She's got a little bit of the Joey Ramon. Well, he he uh, has become infatuated. Obviously, we helped this along, but he's become he knows the words to the first five Ramones albums. Like, Wait. all the words in a row. He's three and a half. That's amazing. The thing about kids that maybe people don't realize is that once you introduce them to the stuff, they, they'll if it's you and they like you they'll end up liking it more than you think because yeah, right. I think that and I've talked about this a bunch as a parent I initially assumed I'd be on this endless loop of Fred Pen Fred Penner and Raffi but no I had to yeah. sing pavement songs to him for months it's, we were past it now but shady he knew the words to shady lane and 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 uh, uh, stereo like we have to sing these songs just because I was like I don't want to sing these kid songs anymore right. You, none of you have children. No. Do you want to have children? Not right now. Not decided yet. Yeah. That's a very personal question to <laughs> near the top of the interview. Yeah, it's okay. Well, yeah. I, I've been doing I I've been doing a thing with the show where I do talk to lots of parents, mm -hmm. probably people more my age, and uh, so we end up, you know, we we have a lot of stuff to talk, a lot of stuff in common, just by like, yeah, what the hell? Now we have kids. It's weird. Right. So I don't know. You guys seem. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna have kids anytime soon. She wants babies. I, I want kids, <laughs> but I'm not. I mean, I don't know when that's gonna happen or with who. <laughs> but okay. someday, I All know right. that I want them, and okay. I'll figure it out. Okay. But. Getting back to my hair <laughs> and Halifax in the mid '90s. So this city, as I was trying to, I don't know how we went off on a tangent there, but it's probably my fault. But this city had a reputation in the 90s for being, you know, they called it the next Seattle. And they, they, they talked about how all of this underground music was coming from here. It was really great. Um, did that, did any of that resonate with you guys? I know you're a bit, you're younger than I am for sure. Um, did any of that resonate with you, the history? Did that make, make you want to play or anything? It was like a little, just enough before our time, I feel like, as, a, as an avid listener. Um, I mean, Sloan was definitely like somebody that I was very aware of, but and the, all those other bands, but like it was just like a little bit out of reach that it didn't fully if it didn't fully affect my upbringing. You, you're the oldest of the siblings. 
Oh, you're the oldest. I would not have guessed that. You look. Well, I'm sorry. I, 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 uh, you know, the band's called Teen. You're teeny. I kind of assume you're the ringleader. You're the spearhead person, you know. And I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't. This is gonna get weird. I. No, 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 not at all. I just, uh, just based on that. So, what about you two? Did, did Halifax? Did, were there local musicians that uh, inspired you? I don't. I don't think so. I don't feel like I. I didn't really like go to shows when I was a teenager. Here? No, not really. I went, well, there was like, I, I'm not going to say. <laughs> there was like a local band that wasn't very good that I would see sometimes, but that was like by uh, accident. Why don't you want to say who? Because <laughs> it's mean. I don't want to say. Who well, there was is. a local band that played a lot. Yeah, around like around town. But that I didn't like go to see them. They just would happen to be playing or something. Do you want people here to guess who the terrible band was? <laughs> no. No, that would be terrible. Okay. Yeah. I'm just making sure. But no. I, you just weren't into I was lame, I guess. I don't know. Did you go see but that was also before you know, that was like like Marguerite's older brother was in um I forget one of the big bands from here. And he was he was like I think like six years older than you. So it was like a, it was just enough. Like we weren't quite young enough to like really. I mean, old enough to be fully immersed into that scene. Yeah. And didn't really, honestly, didn't feel like it was happening. Yeah. There was Cafe Olay. We went. I went there because my friend's dad owned it. But now what was Cafe Olay? It was more like punk shows, but. But yeah, I feel I feel like when I was growing up, there wasn't like a music scene. I don't know, but so maybe I just say, wasn't aware of it or something. When would you, can you describe the era that you would describe you growing up in? Like what years were, were that? Were those? I mean, to like 98? Like late nine, 90s, early 2000s. Right, which is roughly when that boom, if we want to call that. Was happening? No, it's when it busted. Oh, like when right, it was there you really, go. It was pretty much over and yeah. then. So you're saying so, that by your reckoning, not as much was going on. Yeah. No, I, I didn't feel yeah. like it. No, hmm. or it, I just wasn't a part of it. But yeah, no, I don't feel like there was a scene at all. And there weren't really any venues. Cafe Olé and the Pavilion were like the only venues from from my point of view. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but and the Marquee. But uh, yeah, there weren't like any like mid mid size venues where like indie bands would play. Yeah, and like that I remember there weren't like bands that passed through even. I feel like except like <clears throat> like big bands. Like I, I saw like Snoop Dogg when I was <laughs> twenty or something. But there weren't. No, I feel there like were there. never any shows. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. So what? Uh, wow, that's that's sad. It's yeah. sad that. <laughs> My perception of Halifax. I mean, I guess I I kind of knew this too. I think that in that late '90s, early 2000s was a dry spell mm -hmm. for music, live music generally, because yeah. after the, I think that when Kurt Cobain died, it made live music like kind of indie music kind of depressing for some people, and then mm -hmm. that's why all the clubs eventually converted to kind of like those meat market nights, you know, where they played the yeah. dance music stuff, yeah, right. and uh, and then it took a while before it all came back around. Because right. now it, it felt like it started up again, live right. music, mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. haven't, it hasn't really ended. No, like it's it, great. It's good, yeah. but I, I don't know what it means. I don't know if you have any, because you you live in New York, I assume it's, there's always stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every night. Yeah. There is, although it's starting, like what's happening in Brooklyn a lot now, the smaller sort of DIY spaces are really, a lot of them are closing. 
And it's getting, they're all closing. Because yeah, we just found out another one is closing. <laughs> it's all because of Vice. Because of Vice. When you say because of Vice. Vice is literally buying all of the buildings at all of the venues. <laughs> so Vice is like completely taking over Williamsburg. It's really weird. All of their offices. Whoa. Yeah. That's not, that's not good. No, there's yeah, it's, <clears throat> there's a lot of articles about it now, too. People are really talking about it because it feels really strange. Well, there's a place, there's a spot that's been open since, what, 2006? It's Glass Lanes Gallery. That's, like, one of the first one, like... First, the, yeah. I mean, when I went in there the first time, people were, like, writing on the walls and, like, telling, and it's, doing their poetry. Yeah. And, like, you know, it was, like, super ridiculous. But and it, it was, but it was, like, you know, an old warehouse space that someone had taken over and people were playing music. Yeah, and it was, it's been, like, the one of the, like the main places to play in Williamsburg and it's closing this year which apparently because Vice really bought the building consistent that it's Vice's fault that's interesting <laughs> I'm not no I'm not you're also backing away from the microphone <laughs> a lot like I, I can hear your chair beeping as you go backwards can you move in a little bit so that I, I my arms are long but I mean it's are you avoiding these questions no I'm 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 being presumptuous, as I'm, I think other people are too. But that is the, that's the word that, like, uh, you know, it also happened on another area in Williamsburg where they're just their their offices are taking over a lot of those buildings. You're speaking as people who do you guys all live in Brooklyn? Mm -hmm. So you're speaking you too. East Village, okay, that's fine. We don't need that on the mic. It's fine. <laughs> East Village? Okay, that's... And so you're speaking as locals who are clearly, like, you feel affronted that this is happening. How long have you lived in Brooklyn? I've been there for 11 years now. And I, I was there at the beginning of Williamsburg. So I was there when yeah. everything was a DIY space. And there was tons of places to play. And it was really exciting. And you would just stumble upon tons of music and that's that's definitely dying in that neighborhood it's not possible there anymore it's luxury now and you guys have been there how long um eight or nine okay yeah so i want to ask uh, one of you mentioned that you went to new york for school lizzie was it you Catherine. Catherine. sorry Catherine. you're lizzie sorry <laughs> we just met <laughs> um so you went there for school what mm -hmm. actually prompted you to move to New York? Um, I was living in Florida and I was really bored. And my best friend from Halifax was moving there and she was like, come on, like you're, if you want to play music, you gotta go to New York. So I was like, okay. Okay. Yep. And then Lizzie, how did you end up down there? Um, I, I was living here and I liked school, but I, just I wasn't very happy and I needed to move <laughs> and yeah and teeny I kind of was just I was a little not lost but I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to do and she had just moved there and I feel like I visited her we were just talking about this actually I visited her and then I had this trip and then I came back to Halifax and I was like I have to I just felt the urge to moved to New York and she was there and so it made sense and it made sense on a yeah. familial level I guess yeah and yeah I just needed a change and I was gonna try to go to school but then that uh, didn't happen <laughs> and I started playing music so did you guys play music together as kids we sang together we didn't really play instruments together 
What kinds of songs did you sing? A lot of yeah, musical theater. Broadway? And then you ended up in New York. <laughs> Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> what kind of Broadway tunes were you guys singing as kids? I kind of want to know about this now. Early, early, a, early. Like well, Kurt Vile and Rodgers and Hammerstein. I, well, I did. We had a big Rodgers and Hammerstein book. that, And our dad would play piano. And we would sing and act out the parts. And Porgy and Bess. I we mean, attempted. We attempted really Porgy hard and music. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. Primarily as singers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. All right. I, I played keys. As, oh, you did too. You played keys. I want to revisit this uh, childhood thing in a, in a moment, but I want to stick to New York for just a moment. Is uh, how is how do you suppose your friend tells you you want to play music? You got to be in New York. How do you think that actually living there has aided your status as a band and your? I don't want to call it a career necessarily because some people find that term offensive but uh do you by the way <laughs> it's just some people like career know. they're just like we're not careerists you know they get all upset i talked to a guy once he got upset <laughs> <laughs> generally or it's <laughs> yeah, <no, just> like <laughs> um uh, no that doesn't upset me at all because i take what i do we take what we do very seriously so yeah. it is a career if you want it to be your living you have to think about it that way in some way um, I don't think there's nothing wrong with associating the work part of it. Yeah, no, I agree. I didn't mean to. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. So in terms of your career, living in New York, how career. <laughs> <laughs> you turned it around, you flipped it. Uh, how has living in New York actually helped? Um, I mean, just by you just meet a million people. I mean, we're I'm, all of our friends are musicians. And we've been lucky to be inside of a really tight knit community. Um, and you know it helps you get tours book shows just being and be inspired because you're seeing an amazing band that are your friends every other night you know it was definitely it's still it's still thriving now yeah, yeah. but it was you know it's been that way for a long time so it does seem like you guys took a circuitous route to get to New York I think some bands they might be in Toronto they might be in Milton, Ontario, that might be outside of Halifax, thinking, oh, if we're really going to get a break, we should go to New York or L.A. or something like that. That doesn't sound like exactly what you planned to do, though. No, no I think why it, why it was help, more helpful for us is because we already had some friends there and slowly built ourselves in New York rather than, I think it's hard to kind of just like Place yourself, yeah, transplant yourself again. Unless, because, you know, all of our friends are now, have been there the same amount of time as us. So we kind of grew with the community, which I think is a different thing. Is the food good in New York? That's the one reason why you shouldn't leave. It's really good, right? Like, the food is really good. I've eaten in New York. I'm not some rube, you know? I've been to New York. I just, (laughs) I'm not trying to ask these naive questions, but I I do think, like, lately in particular, I'm like, I wish I'd lived in New York in like 10 years ago. I wish I'd moved down there, but I never did. Um, but anyway, what do you like to eat in New York? Everything. I mean, that is one thing. The Chinese it's, food, it's, it's ridiculous. It's hard to It's hard to get bad food, I feel like. Just, I don't know. Pizza. You can, at any time Bagels. of the day, night. It's just like, kinds of food. Can you? No. <laughs> I like I pizza. Pizza <laughs> in New York. You can't, p- having pizza other places is really hard after you And bagels. New York City. Because it's, it's, you can't touch it. Montreal bagels? 
it's different. Bagels. They're, they're, they are different, but, they're, but good. they're really good. But it's different. What about uh, you got your pizza corner here? We went there last <laughs> night. We were there last night. Yeah. And we were like, this is not good. <laughs> we did so hungry. Not good. <laughs> no, I didn't. I got. I no, didn't get pizza. Really I got chicken shawarma. What? Wait, sorry. What? What's good? Like Middle Eastern food in Halifax is really good. Food here is really good. Yeah. I've spent fifty dollars on two meals. I think I've been eating at the wrong places. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened. Should I say? Yeah. I went to a place, a new place, I guess. It's called the Station. Is oh, that used to be Jane's. That used to be Jane's, which was really good. Which was really good. I, it was a beautiful meal. What? No good. No, the station. No good. We just have someone in the yeah. peanut gallery. <laughs> it's just—is it just that it's overpriced, or do you find it unsavory, sir? <laughs> what? I thought the food was good, but I well, except the. <laughs> too like too fancy, trying too hard to be fancy. That's the worst. It also used That's to be a really, really yeah. good restaurant, oh. Jane's. Yeah, Jane's but Edna's good? is supposed Edna's to be amazing. We're going tomorrow. We're go Where's Edna's? Right across yeah. the street from the marquee. Why is everything so named after women? <laughs> those are those it's named are after the women that run them. Right, yeah. mother daughter. Jane's daughter. Yeah. Jane's daughter. Yeah. Wait, Jane's daughter owns Edna? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make any sense to me? Okay, so I should go to Edna's. We should go there. We're gonna or go tomorrow. Jane's is gone. Jane's is gone. But Jane might be running Edna's. Is that what you're saying? What was your other meal? Oh, I just well, last night. Uh, okay, first of all, on the way here, my dad and I drove to the airport uh, from Guelph, uh, and we were very solemnly listening to the news on the radio, or so I thought. At some point, we were just it was quiet for 15 minutes, and I was just listening to the news reports about what had happened in Ottawa. And then he just went, hey, do you still belong to the Costco? <laughs> and I was like, what? Just out of nowhere, he just asked me if I have my Costco membership. He was not that engrossed in the radio <laughs> that I, as I thought. Anyway, we rushed over to eat Indian food and there's this place in Toronto called Brar or in Missa Mississauga. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. The Indian people come here and they land at the airport and then they just set up shop like nearby. They're oh, like, this right is easy. Oh, right All the great right. Indian food is right by the airport. Really? It's great, yeah. Huh. In, in Toronto, it's really strange, but it's great. Anyway, I was so full from the Indian food that I didn't eat it when I got here, and then I ordered room service. Oh. Yeah, it was a rookie mistake, I know. You can't, I, you can't. Never eat at the hotel. Never eat at the hotel. At the hotel. <sighs> I feel bad, it was bad. So I had bad food last night, <laughs> and then today I ate at the station, which at least one guy hates. Uh, <laughs> so, but the food was okay. It was just like, I got the bill, and I'm like, what the hell? I ordered two things. Do you ever do that? I ordered two things. I ordered like like two entrees. <laughs> yeah, I did. I ordered. I, never do I, I ordered. I was really hungry. I ordered some kind of like poached egg thing, and then after I was like, I'm gonna wash this down with yogurt and granola. What? And that was fifty dollars. No, no, that was twenty-seven dollars. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, still that's a lot. combined. Pretty high. Yeah, I need to eat cheap for the rest of the time, is what I'm saying. So I'll go to <laughs> Pizza yeah. Corner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't. Westcliff? That's what I want. I want Westcliff. Westcliff. <laughs> okay. Going there after this. Maybe we should go after this. Okay, that sounds good. All right. So you like eating? Oh, do you ever go to the talk show tapings in New York? I no. went to one. Never. I went to uh, Jimmy Fallon because my friends played. Who are your friends? Um, Eleanor Friedberger. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've talked to her. Yeah, she played. So I went to the taping. It was really boring. <laughs> <laughs> not the 
Not the band, no. They were so boring. But the, I thought it's a lot smaller. The studio is tiny. Yeah. I mean, it was fun, but it, yeah. It was from, weird. You said it was boring. <laughs> And then in five seconds, you're like, it was fun. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it was like an experience. It was that's like kind of like experience. what a talk show is, though. Right. I think a TV talk show these days, they're boring and fun. Yeah. They're all very conventional, and then right. once in a while, something fun happens. Yeah, yeah. right. That's how and I feel. I had good guests. I think Adam Sandler, he was wearing, like, sweatpants. Yeah, slob. He looks like a slob. I mean, I love slob. him. No, right. I just saw it. Yeah, that's what... But that's what the Sandman... No, not these days. If you If you go on YouTube... Check out the Sandman on talk shows. He purposely wears oh. jogging pants. Okay. Everyone else wears a suit. Right. He always goes in jogging pants. Yes, yeah, pants and like a baseball it's charming. hat. I don't think it. Uh, you don't think it's charming. You hate it. <laughs> I don't like it. Mm -mm. Yeah. I got to go to a Letterman taping. That's why. Yeah. I, I when I was road managing a band, I went and it was uh, in 2001, and it was Marv Albert and Katie Holmes, and. Uh, that was a big thrill for me. I just would, if I was, I'm asking you touristy questions about New York, <laughs> but if I went, I would just go to all the talk shows. Really? Yeah. I'd like yeah, to go, go to the, the Daily Show or I'd something. I'd like to go to the Daily yeah, Show. Yeah, that's really hard to get tickets. Oh. Is it? I yeah. think, it, don't they just, you have to line up outside. The Daily Show. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. You get, no, um, Daily Show is a lottery, friend. I thought. Yeah. Well. Or no, he went to Colbert Report. Oh. But he waited, it was months. Like he, yeah. I think he just submitted oh. something online and months later he was like, oh my God, I'm this going. This is what, we were staying in Brooklyn and all the people we were staying with were like, you're not gonna, I called the day of. I'm like, I'm gonna go to Letterman today. <laughs> we're, uh, well, you guys are at Spin, I'll go to Letterman. Yeah. And they were like, you're not gonna get in. And I got up early and I called. It was a lottery, but I got in and you I was in. on the floor. Like I had a oh. great seat. Oh. So I think you can get in. Yeah. So then, well, that's one of those yeah. things that you live in New York. Show. Like I don't go to the Met ever. You know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I like talk shows. They're boring and fun. <laughs> what was the deal with uh, Here We Go Magic exactly? Can you talk about your role in this band? What was the deal with, that's a good question. Um, uh, I was the keyboard player in Here We Go Magic. And now you're not. And I'm not anymore. Okay, what happened? I wanted to do this. Yeah, and um, this started to get busy and Here We Go Magic was so busy that I couldn't, I couldn't do both. That band is still functioning, doing well? Yeah, actually. Um, the, about to make another record that Luke is working on, yeah. How long were you in that band? Three years. Oh, that's a big commitment. So you must be, it's uh, your bittersweet. Yeah, it was a, it was a difficult decision because I loved being in that band, but um, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't, fulfilled only being a keyboard player even though it was like an incredibly challenging band to be in musically it was like everyone was an amazing musician but it wasn't i wanted to sing i wanted to friend a band how long have you been playing guitar you play guitar in this band um as long as this band exists existed pretty much so oh, you took it up for the band yeah, I mean, like, I played very casually before that. Could hardly play. So, you know, maybe five years. Okay. And when she was in Here We Go Magic, what were you guys doing? Were you in bands? Yeah, um, yeah I was in a couple different bands. Um, but I was, I was interning at a fashion magazine, too. I thought that's what I wanted. <laughs> I thought I might want to do that, too. I like but that everyone here is aware of how lost you were as a, <laughs> as a human being. But gradually you found yourself, sort yeah. of. Yeah. So, yeah. When, and when I first moved to New York, I was doing that. Um, I was 
thought I wanted to like be a writer or something, but yeah, that I quickly, that only lasted for like six months. What happened? Um, it was great. I mean, I, I liked, uh, my boss and like mentor, I guess was, was really wonderful and I really admired her and it was great working for her, but, um, uh, fashion industry n no <laughs> I just couldn't I couldn't take it seriously and yeah because it's absurd well I like writing about that I could just like I couldn't I, I wrote I would write things for the magazine because it was so small and um, they let their interns do that kind of work and I just I uh, I'm like I can't talk about rings for the rest of my life you know yeah. not that there's anything wrong with it and I love fashion whatever but I just I, I couldn't take it seriously and the people were kind of the worst so <laughs> okay that's that's clear that's, that's people were kind of the well, worst that's bad not the uh, I don't know yes fashion I will say yeah. fashion people are the worst it's like catty and it's snobby and I just can't so not but all actually my best friend is one of my best there's friends. There's plenty <laughs> <laughs> of flip-flopping here today. I know. Well, it's not everyone, but the people a lot of people that I encountered, I just yeah. It's very catty and mm. so I think the I think people are aware of that. Yeah. Perception. It's not I mean, yeah, it's not. We've all new. seen Zoolander. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Uh what yeah. about you? Um, I was not in a band. This is the first band I've ever been in. Did you um, take up drums just to be in the band? Mm -hmm. Wow, you're really a fantastic. Mm -hmm. I play drums. Oh, thank you're you. You're good. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not a great drummer, so you shouldn't really take that <laughs> as a compliment. Uh, or I'll, if I was a great drummer, I wouldn't be doing this. I mean, right. I'd be out on tour. But no, you're great. It oh. was great. I enjoyed the... And thank you know, you. you're doing the thing with the hybrid drum kit. Mm -hmm. We got the electronic thing and the acoustic mm -hmm. thing. That's inventive. Yeah. A lot of people are doing it, but still, it's inventive. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. How did you come yeah. up with that? Um, it kind of happened organically as we, as we were recording, well, especially this last record, we recorded kind of without thinking about how we were going to actually play it live. Mm -hmm. You know, just like, we just want to make the music sound how we want it to sound. We'll figure it out later for the live show. Um, so there was a lot of things that we had to figure out how to play and using the SPDS, which is the electronic yep. piece. Um, it's just a really great way to incorporate different sounds and I can do, you know, there's a couple backing tracks and samples and... Are you triggering um, those or...? Yeah, okay. some of them. She's doing, Teeny's doing some of them on her sampler. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, I really resisted it because... It seems... I didn't want to deal with electronics. It does seem, it ex like, like externally, it does seem more complicated than simply playing yeah. your instrument. Yeah. To be mindful of, oh, yeah, now I got to hit the electronic drum or whatever. Yeah. But, but I can mostly think of it as like, it's just like another tom. Yeah. It, but it can make a lot of different sounds than just one drum. So it's pretty cool, actually. Okay. Yeah. Basha, you're a fantastic bass player, too. Don't sell yourself cheers. short over there <laughs> at the end of the table. I was really mesmerized by your playing. Oh, cheers. Thank you. Yeah. And have you played in bands we would know? Uh, yeah. I've, well, maybe. I've been in bands in New York for a really long time. Um, before this band, I played bass and sang in a West African band called John Canabe and the Boo Boo Gang. Okay. Um, the, the singer's from Sierra Leone. And I was in that band for about four years. And then I quit that band, and the next day got a message that T needed a bassist. Oh. Like the day after. Oh, I that was your core thing. Yeah. I, that was all I did. And then I, I was like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to get a job. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've all been there. And then... 
yeah, I, I was a fan of Teen before that. And when I found out they needed a bassist, I like, was like, I'm not going to quit. <laughs> I'm gonna... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Go try out for these guys. That's interesting that you mentioned playing in the West African band because I actually hear that influence in your playing mm-hmm. yeah. quite a bit. Is that? Oh, some- it was it was a huge education because yeah. before that I played. Um, I had my own solo project and I played guitar in like a a punk band with a bunch of girls, and um, was primarily a guitarist. But then I sang in this African band and started playing that kind of bass style, which is really athletic and yeah. like repetitive. And it totally informed everything I did after I left that band. Yeah, there's keeping a groove, which, and you know, there's a monotony in that, I imagine, on some level. But I, I it's always great when that groove that's repeating is amazing. Like, oh. <laughs> like it's particularly great. And I, I was really impressed with that last night. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, the band is called Teen, and you go by Teeny. What's your real name? Christina? Christina. Christina. Mm-hmm. So you go by Teeny. Uh, you're in this band with the the two sisters. So I, I, I hinted at this earlier. Were you you were saying you weren't the musical ringleader of this family, uh, of you three? I mean, we didn't really do it that much when we were younger. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I just started this on my own, um, doing little recordings in my living room, and then started playing it out live and asked them to join because they were both free and then it just kept going really so you two are seeing teeny do this stuff and it's not really in your wheelhouse necessarily you're picking it up what was it about her and her practice that inspired you i know we've kind of talked about how you ended up where you ended up and it's sort of happenstance but to actually take up a musical instrument not only to be in new york like where did that feeling come from Mm. Are you just copying her? No. (laughs) It happened pretty organically. I mean, and it was really a timing thing. Like she, when she started, she was doing Here We Go Magic for years, and I would see her at shows, and I had a regular job Mm -hmm. um, and was going down a totally different path, kind of. And then when she started teen, she was like, she basically called me. I was like, do you want to come sing? I was like, okay. And then she's like, why don't you play the tambourine? And it just like kept going from there. And the first year we weren't totally serious because she was still in the other band and touring. And um, and then, I mean, for me, it was really, our dad died. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that was a real turning point. And it was, I quit my job. And it was sort of a moment of like, okay, let's do something different. Like, yeah, I'm going to do this and see where it goes. And then it's 
just kind of kept going really I mean that for me personally that was the big turning point it's like I'm going to take a chance and do something really different that I never thought I would I always loved music but never thought of it as a viable career path so it was <laughs> triggered it was triggered by on some level it was triggered by a, a catastrophic event in your family um, but does the fact that you are working with your family make that I yes. guess I'm just trying to, that that's yeah, why it's that important. Yeah, that was another to you. big thing. Yeah, I think it it felt important for all of us. It felt right to kind of be together because we hadn't been. I mean, I hadn't. I really hadn't. I was uh, kind of in my own a different world, working and hardly ever saw these guys. And so, yeah, yeah, that it was felt when important. I was in the magic. I was touring constantly. I was never home. Right. And I, that's why I initially asked them to sing. Because I was like, I want to be around my sisters and never see my sisters anymore. And then it just kept going. And then I'd be like, well, Lizzie, why don't you play this? And Kevin, playing the tambourine, why don't you just try playing the drums? <laughs> this does now seem like you've had a scheme and that <laughs> you've trapped all, all of these folks. Oh, I use folks again. Oh, you trapped everyone in your scheme. <laughs> no, it w I was, you know, Jen Turner from Hearing a Magic. The bassist is amazing. And when I first joined that band, I was really nervous about playing and her attitude was like, so just just do it. Just make yourself do it. Anything's possible, just do it. You're fine, you're great, you're, you're gonna do it and it's gonna be great. And once I started feeling that way, I felt like I wanted to encourage other people around me, especially women, to start being the same way. And my sisters, you know, I really wanted them to sing and I really wanted to be around them. And so I was like, come on, just try doing this. Just try, you can do this, try doing this, try doing this. And I think like that, I mean, the Jen to me is, that whole, whole idea changed my life. And I think that I was just trying to get, yeah, maybe I did have a scheme. <laughs> You made uh, a reference there to the fact that you really wanted to inspire other women to make yeah. music and play music. And mm -hmm. on some level, I assume that this answer is obvious, but can you maybe expand upon that? Why were you inspired to uh, inspire other people to make, mu particularly women, make music? Um, well, I think, you know, growing up, I sang jazz. And I remember like one of my first classes at University of Miami, I walked into the room and I was just like, oh my God, like I'm the only woman in here. It made me so nervous. And that was kind of my entire experience playing music until I would say a couple years ago. And so I hit a point, especially playing with someone like Jen Turner, who was so fearless did not care. She would go into a room with anybody and kill it and be better than everybody else. And I was tired of feeling that way. I was tired of feeling like I'm going to shrink just because I'm a woman. I'm going to shrink because I've been told that I can't do this as good as, as well as somebody else. So I wanted to not feel that way anymore. And I, the fact that I've fought that so much, I, I know other women feel that way and have felt that way and continue to feel that way. And that's something that I want to, I hope that by being in a band with all women can be an, ex an example that you don't have to feel that way and that it, it's possible. And there are plenty of women who don't feel that, who are amazing and like have never, you know, who've never felt that. But it was such a struggle for me. Huge, huge part of my struggle as a musician and to finally feel like 
I can overcome that and maybe help other people overcome that as well would be great. That's amazing. That's great. And did you, do you guys feel the same way in any way? Or did you think about it that much? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely always conscious of that, like my whole life. But I think I always, I don't know. I always thought of myself, like I can do anything. I can do it. I don't. <laughs> I was very aware that other people saw me as a girl and that maybe they were looking at me like, you can't do this. But I, I don't know. I think I never thought of myself that way or something. Lizzie, did you, did this cross your mind or? Um, not, uh, not, I mean, I, I felt like it was, I wanted this band to be all women and I thought that that was important and I wanted to keep it that way because um, there were I feel like there were points where we talked about getting another member or something that and there was like maybe it would be a dude but I was like no I think it's important for this band to be all women but I don't I don't I don't know if I ever I don't know when you say maybe it'd be a dude <laughs> was it a specific dude or were you just like let's just get a dude <laughs> No, I don't remember. That was a long time ago, right? Yeah, no, I was just, I was suggesting like maybe having an auxiliary player or something and you mentioned it was important to have all women. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it, it became a, a a sort of frame of mind that you voiced, like it wasn't just something. You yeah. But I don't know. No, that's fine. I, sure? This is, this question I think can work for all of you and you might have the most interesting uh, perspective, Bastra. What are the pros and cons of working in a sibling oriented band <laughs> uh, the pro is that there's this there's an inherent trust like in a lot of bands there's always the threat of someone getting so fed up that they're just gonna ditch the project but with these guys like I know that they're bound in a way that's really like beautiful and unusual and I never feel like that panicked possibility of like this could fall apart like it feels like everyone is really serious um, cons? I don't know. I just walk away when they fight. So. <laughs> is there a lot of? I just leave the room. <laughs> is there a lot of sibling fighting? No, it's, I have a sister. It's it's really normal. I mean, it would be weird if it's a didn't, particular right? kind of fighting, though, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, when it's siblings like, like long-established dynamics playing yeah. out, and I've experienced it with my own sister. Like, right. Um, yeah, there's like a trickle-down kind of thing. Yeah. You know. I'm a big sister, so your big sister. Yeah, okay, I understand the need to pick on your sure, little sister. <laughs> what about uh, what about uh, Catherine? What did you have anything to say? <laughs> yeah, we, we no. kind of we we're both the, the we're both the oldest. <laughs> no, it's just it is funny. She does walk away. We a few weeks ago we were having a start. The thing is with us, it starts out maybe as a fight, but then it quickly like goes into like kind of a therapy session. We're like work. We were good at working it out, you know. We that's, work it out. By we're the way, that's that's what this is. Long established secretly, stuff. right? <laughs> I also had a scheme. Yeah. Did her oh, mom yeah. call you? <laughs> <laughs> but she does. She kind of walked in the door. Was like, okay, <laughs> just like you guys do what you got to do. Um, but no, I mean, I I feel like doing this has been really intense for us as a family and really amazing. And we've worked out stuff. You always have stuff to work out with your family. And I feel like 
we've escalated that, like not escalated, um, expedited. <laughs> you know, like I feel like we've probably worked out 20 years worth of stuff in a very short amount of time. Yeah, something about it's amazing. There's something about traveling together as a band under the conditions that you travel in that it, in the best scenarios it brings you together as a family but even if you're not a family right, right. Worst, it can <laughs> it's it so can revealing it's yeah. the weirdest thing yeah. Yeah. it's the weirdest thing. i can't imagine did you say you tour managed mm -hmm. tour managing must be so bizarre because it's really intimate when you're in a van with people you know for, for a month 24 hours 24 a day, hours a day. No. you can't escape them yeah and then also people's weird like controlling things come out and their com the neurotic side completely and then like the really emotional side of people like everything comes out yeah because you're traveling yeah and it's weird circumstances yeah well and it's this like weird combination of feeling like i mean when i'm on tour it's like this level of freedom that i love but with zero independence because you're like have to rely on other people to do anything yeah. which is really frustrating for me but at the same time you get used to it i don't know do you travel with uh, someone else does someone else drive with you or nope. do anything just as far in a minivan <laughs> see the one thing about being a, a tour manager a road manager with a band is uh particularly a band that's long established is that you can end up being the scapegoat mm -hmm. um oh. the sounding board like you, you you occupy this weird role um and sometimes it some people are hesitant to bring someone in when you have an established dynamic. Yeah. I recommend it. It might oh, be it might good. be it might be interesting for you to have this other force. Yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be a guy. It could be <laughs> to her mom. Yeah, um, please. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I think. Are you asking me right now to road manage? I, she said, <laughs> I, "I've got nothing to do. I uh, I could maybe do it." Uh, we talked a little bit about your upbringing. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned Broadway. Uh, which uh, was interesting. Was there any one artist that you all particularly disliked? Disliked. Oh, I love dislike questions. <laughs> um, growing up? <laughs> that we all like were like, no, never in our house. <laughs> like three. Um, <laughs> I mean, our mother hated everything. That is not no, true. She, she did not like a lot of stuff, though. I'd be like, what about Led Zeppelin? She doesn't like... Roxette? Roxette. I don't know why I just pulled Roxette out of the air. I have I no mean, idea why. Like what, like, what on, like, much music we didn't no, like? No, no, I didn't. I just threw Roxette. I didn't mean to disrupt I your like train Roxette, of thought. I think. I think I liked them. They're from Halifax, Scandinavia, yeah. Wait, they're from Halifax? No, no, I'm kidding. I I was doing a callback to how Halifax, no one knows where it is. Yeah, sorry. And then I also made Halifax, Scandinavia, which makes no sense. Um, okay, so, sorry. Back to my original amazing question. An artist that you all particularly disliked and maybe could agree upon. Cherry? <laughs> like when we were young. Yeah, when you were growing up. Who did I hate growing up? I always hated live. Everyone fucking loved, sorry, it's a podcast, right? <laughs> loved live. I was like, wh why? Did you guys like live? They're from Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania. They suck. Yeah. Like, right, didn't you have like a bald head and a rat tail? I hate, what's that, what's their big song? Um, I Alone, is that the one? What is it, you gotta get the mic to her. Like a, uh, yeah. Thunder, trace 
Yeah, yeah you guys, you guys kind of like it. <laughs> Hated that band. I have to cancel Ed Kowalski's appearance on the show. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything we would have agreed on. We listened yeah. to very. Did you like live? No, not particularly. You but know I the words. Say, I wouldn't say I hated it that much. Hated, hated. And it was like in a room with a, like a bed and like f floating curtains. Was he in your house? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. I thought he just showed up and did that. That's weird. Year old man. <laughs> 12 year old. There must have been something. All right, what about what about now? I didn't think this would throw you guys so much. What about now? Is there something you all agree like, oh. I don't like to hate. I love to hate. Not, I mean, not publicly. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well live. Careful. I mean, come careful, on. I guess, but also don't be careful. There's plenty that I don't. There's like very now. few people here. No one's gonna like tweet <laughs> this and have it had have any impact. Um, something we don't like now. Sure, sure. Uh, can't stand Katy Perry. Yeah. Huh. Not the worst. Oh. Uh. <laughs> uh. Shoot, I don't know. Do you guys, when you're driving, are you most listening to um, whatever, like uh, your iPhones or something, or do you put on the radio and flip through the dial when you're in? No. Rarely, we, we don't really know. We don't we listen, listen to, to records on our podcasts. yeah and records. Yeah. Are you gonna listen to this podcast? Yes. Awesome. Maybe. <laughs> I, I hope it works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, I was just curious because I, I think sometimes I don't know why I thought everyone would normally ask you what you all loved, and yeah. you, we talked about Broadway, Broadway, but I I was just curious. There must be something you all hated. Like uh, for a while, Madonna made me physically ill when I was yeah. a young man. Like Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. I regret it now. I regret the vomit that would come up in my mouth sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we also we were far apart enough in age that I, we had listened to very different music growing up. Yeah. My mother hated like, I what I like listened to. I didn't like a lot of her music. Okay, okay, let's put it. Okay, let's go the opposite way. What is like the go-to artist? Like, if I know that no one, no one really likes to answer the who's your favorite artist because you're just reducing it all. I long ago came up with a thing where if anyone asked me what my favorite movie was, it's always The Godfather. <laughs> I always say The Godfather, and then no one can dispute it. Right. No one. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's it's a great. It's a great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great. Uh, what? The second one, I always say The Godfather and The Godfather too, but I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> um, we'll discuss, discuss this over a cheap burger and fries later. Um, no, so is there an artist that you all can, each of you talk about that you're just like, that, if that person's putting out a record, I'm there picking it up. If that person's playing a show nearby, I have to go. Is there someone like that for you, each? I like that with St. Vincent. I love St. Vincent. New, like new bands? Sure. Or were you going to say the Eagles? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand the Eagles either. Don't like the Eagles. California. Hotel California. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. California Dreamin'. Oh, yeah. I hate, hate that song. song. You hate Katy Perry. Yeah. She's got that song about California. California Dreamin'. The Beach Boys? No, Mamas and the Papas. Oh, the Mamas, Mamas and the Papas. And the Papas. Beach Boys did a cover. Oh, Sorry. I hate that so song. So bad. Oh. I feel like this has taken a turn. I can see why you don't like being mean. I feel like I've, <laughs> I don't know if I'm appealing to the lowest common denominator now, going after the hate. But so you've got St. Vincent, anybody? I'm, I'm also, well, never mind. I don't want to tell you my scheme. Right. You tell me, is there somebody? Into the microphone. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I have like a favorite, like new. 
I love Tame Impala. We saw Pond, which is members of some members of Tame Impala have another band called Pond, who I love. Um, they were great. We just saw them in Montreal. Hmm. That's good. That's an answer. Okay. That's good. <laughs> good enough. Uh, I don't know. I mean, my first like love was Joni Mitchell. There you go. Like, and if she was, st- I don't think she's still performing, but no. I would have loved to see her back in the day. Joni Mitchell. Yeah. There you go. Mm. My first love was Dylan, but I don't think now he just plays blues songs with a froggy voice. Do you know I'm going to see him twice next month? You are? I've seen Bob Dylan 42 times. No. You, you can play the game where, like, guess the song he's singing. I know the songs. You do? I like the, when people, like, do stuff like that. Yeah. I like when I don't know what's coming. Why would you want to go see someone and have it meet all your album expectations? I like when someone's doing something challenging with I their like work. It, yeah. I, yeah, I, I appreciate that much more. He, they all turn into this homogenous blues progression. I and disagree. Like <laughs> 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 so I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Brian Eno is my Brian Eno. He's my hero. Yeah. Okay. And I would love to see. I thought we anything. were doing recent. I know. I mean. No, I was. What? He things. said no. <laughs> well, I didn't. I. He's still Kate Bush. alive. Kate, Kate Bush. Bush is my like yeah or Bowie. Bowie. Kate Bush or Bowie. Right. Those are my ultimates. All right, so this feeds into the. Wait, and and one, <laughs> one. So this kind of feeds into <coughs> this question: Is there any kind of established sonic vision for Teen, or is it open-ended? All of the influences you have are obviously informing this band. I get the impression it's a rather organic process coming up with this with this music. But do you have um, a template in any way? for what you're going to do together? Or is it whatever comes in? No um, template. The template no. is no template. Please stop moving The <laughs> template is no template. <laughs> no template. No. Yeah. Yeah, refuse. So it could, anything, what does that do for your, I mean, I guess people who are receiving your music should be expecting this by now, that it's always going to be weirder and different and. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's, you should, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. it's still uh, us. I mean, I feel like you can listen to, can s- you can look at what we've done so far and say oh, it's all really different but for me it always sounds like us at the end of the day like there is some thread because it's us yeah. but it's a creative process and it's going to be the nature of creativity is that it changes and I feel like that's that's, yeah, I'm never that's where our allegiance lies Yeah, and especially mm-hmm. for Teeny who's like the main songwriter like that's it's never going to be the same thing over and over again not interested in making the same record twice ever that's like, and also I do feel like now that Bushra's in the band too, Bushra has the same, is coming from the same sort of musical background. I think we understand as a foursome, understand each other much more. And I feel like our next record is going to make, it's going to be more compatible with the record that we just made, just because this makes so much now sense. We're the unit. Yeah. This is the unit. Yeah, this is teen. Not, no offense to our previous players. It's just that this has made the most sense. Sometimes it, it's not, a, there's no offense intended. It's just the chemistry comes at a certain point and that's just better. Busha, were you on this record? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why you're saying that there's a continuity. There will be a continuity yeah. even though it might be completely different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But we don't know. It might be polka. We don't know. <laughs> with a froggy yeah, voice? Yeah. Polka with a froggy, froggy voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your polka. latest album is called The Way and Color. What can you tell us about the way you've spelled color? 
I know. That it's not Canadian, not the Canadian spelling. I know. I always put use in everything, but maybe not in no, color. I don't in color. No, I do. Oh, this wasn't intended. When I'm writing, not when I'm typing. Yeah, there's certain words like I still spell check with a Q U E, yeah. and Americans yeah. don't spell it like that. Mm-hmm. But, but do you understand yeah. the question? Yeah, the color. Color is spelled differently. British oh, Canadian spelling. Yeah, right. that's right. You know I, this? That didn't even occur to me that Canadian Maybe spells you. Ah, we don't like do the glamour. S though. Glamour. The way yeah. that the English oh, do yeah. S instead of Z. Yeah, it's still glamour. glamour. You know how in, the, so the, in England they do. Um, I don't even know anymore. Realizes with an S instead of a Z. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, but we don't do that in Canada. But okay, but why did you, so this was not intentional? Like you didn't, you weren't making an American spelling <laughs> on purpose or something? No, colors just happens to be one of those words that I think I don't add the U to. What do you add the U and to? And our label probably would have been like, you guys know you're spelling color wrong, right? Yeah, if we had added because they're an American label. I feel like the Foo Fighters put out a record called The Color and the Shape or something, and they and used they the U. Use U. Yeah, I thought that was odd. Okay, they did right? Yeah. What is Foo Fighters? What does that mean? <laughs> what is we were like trying to figure that out. Is it a reference? <laughs> the band? Yeah, no, the name. Foo, fi- Foo Fighters were, uh, no, it's not Star Wars. <laughs> the, it was, uh, it's part of the um, American, uh, how, how does it work? It's people who've shot down UFOs. Oh. It makes what? me like them so much more. <laughs> <laughs> Foo Fighters. Like UFO fighters? I believe that's what it. If I, I don't have is my my phone's not working here. Problem generally in the world that there are UFOs that need to be shot down. Well, I, it's from the 50s or something. It's like from Area 51. It's like a conspiracy thing, and that there were these Foo Fighters. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you for answering. Yeah, I th- believe that's right. You might want to Wikipedia this. I didn't expect us to go down this road. <laughs> uh, what happened in San Francisco? Um, we parked our car on the street outside of our friend's house in a really nice neighborhood and the next morning our back window was smashed and they took about exactly half of our gear so all of our pedals two of busher's basses my guitar her kick pedal so thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff that's the worst and i'm sorry for you but you've launched a, a campaign yes pledge music dot com slash teen (laughs) um yeah they've been amazing and um we're about 60 percent yeah people have been really generous so what's your goal uh i think we're at we're trying to raise seven thousand yeah Yeah, which is actually vintage stuff yeah can i put a shout out for my base yes because it's a really rare fretless 79 black p base Oh man! And if anyone out there sees it, um, give me a call. <laughs> so people in San Francisco, in particular that area, I mean, you know, you don't know actually what happens. No, I don't know where it's gone. This is like an epidemic, and things move around. Yeah, but I'm, there's a serial number on it, and it's the cops know about it. This is all at the Pledge Music yeah. site. Yeah, yeah, it's all there. All the information is there. So what have you been doing? When did this happen? About a, a week and a half ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago maybe at this point. Done your tour? What have you been doing for gear since then? We, we were went on to a vintage shop in Portland and got some beater <laughs> instruments, some really cheap some instruments, to- uh, toys. Yeah, toys. But we're making do, and a yeah. few pedals. A few pedals, but we were borrowing gear from the other band as well that we were on tour with. Um, but yeah, it's kind of 
scraping along. So you guys have been, you in particular, have been touring quite a long time. What do you learn from, what do you learn from, no, I didn't mean that earlier when I said <laughs> that you were, anyway. <laughs> no. Touring for a long time. You've been in a band the longest, my goodness. <laughs> No, uh, you've been in bands longer than these guys. That's all I meant. Well, not maybe not. Anyway, this is ridiculous. I didn't mean it. My point is, what do you learn from this? You've have you had any close calls like this before? No, never. In uh, what seven, eight years now? Yeah, I've gotten ghosted. Here we go, magic. Never got. Yeah, yeah, but that was. Um, no, never. Nothing ever stolen. We were so lucky. And that was, yeah, we had a ton of gear. I don't know how we avoided it. I generally, we all, I mean, in most cases, unless someone really assured us, I would often bring stuff in. Yeah. Like my snare drum or something, I would always just bring it in. Because, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I mean, the, yeah, we should. And usually, I mean, for the most part, we stay at hotels or you know we will park it in a garage but like i can't really bring in two huge keyboards every night I would, yeah. yeah i don't know no. yeah, yeah. it's a lot so the early days of the war on drugs they're friends of ours they remember when they stayed at our house i don't know five years ago they would bring everything in yeah, I mean thing. you should. got a lot of specialized stuff the same way you guys yeah. would have yeah i mean you should yeah but but this this was one of those nights it was like the last place we ever thought i mean san francisco sure but well, this was like a really really wealthy neighborhood and we were just like there's no way and it was across the street yeah oh, man. yeah That's a what a bummer of a way to wrap this thing up i'm sorry but we're we're getting close to the end here uh what uh there must be some brighter way oh here's a question i asked last year at the pop explosion that i've never asked before uh how would each of you like to die Oh my gosh. Yikes. Like that's on a brighter note. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't ask. What's next? <laughs> Hopefully not my death. Um, wait, really? No, I kind of no. want to think about that. How do I want to die? <laughs> no. No, <laughs> no the, the Pandora's box you just opened. Yeah, you don't even. No, no. I don't. I, I think that it's a bad way to go after the last set of the answers we got. So okay. let's just skip it. Okay. But I, what's next? Yeah, what's next for you guys? Playing tonight for one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Playing tonight at the Marquee yeah. at eleven thirty. Last yeah. show of the tour. Yeah. And then dinner. We're <laughs> gonna go to what's it called? Westcliff. Westcliff. Oh yeah, burger. That sounds good, but like a bad idea too. Oh, uh, yeah. so so not going to Westcliff. That's in the future. Um, and yeah, home. Home. Home for a little while. And a rest. How long you been on tour? Two months. And it wasn't all. It could have been, but that it was good though, right? Overall, you're happy with the tour? So fun. Yeah, it's yeah. been amazing. The past, the two bands that we were on the road with were like the best. Islands? Islands, Islands. and then Sandra Lerke. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm friends with the Islands people. Yeah, my, Jordy. Yeah. Jordy, Jordy and Evan are from Evan. Guelph and, and I know Nick. Nick's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, recording plans at this point, have you already, can you see yourself uh, sort of hunkering down? Yeah, we're planning on just starting to write workshops stuff in the winter. Okay. Yeah, we're I, we're all feeling ready to like write some music again. Cool. Yeah. I hope you get your gear back. 
uh, that would be the best thing, obviously. I, I really do hope it comes back. And uh, I want to thank you all for being with us tonight, uh, today, and you guys for coming. And yeah. how about a hand for teen? <laughs> Um, so I don't know what to say. Oh, uh, there is a thing to say for the show. Normally I ask people to pick a song from oh. a record. And since, uh, we we're talking about your newest record briefly there, is there a song that we can go out on? From our record. Oh, from our record. What did you say? <laughs> I'm bored from Iggy Pop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. That's good. Were you bored? Were you bored during this thing? No, that's a great song. I thought it kind of flew by. No, we love that song. That's why. It's okay. It's one of our favorite songs. <laughs> but from our record. I'm quite offended. I'm a little offended. <laughs> no, from the record. Um, my favorite right now is Sticky. Hmm. Is that right. cool? Yeah. Sure. sure. Okay. Sticky. We'll go out on Sticky. So this is Sticky by Teen. Thanks, guys, for being on the show. Thank Thanks you. Thank you. It's a sticky situation Giving love to what's not supposed to be yours Facing a new generation It's a state of things, not just another chore I'm a little free, a little hand But little is all there will be When you're too afraid to take a stand Sticky situation Ha 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 Sticky situation Reality strikes Have to do what's right I'm aware of how your breath It would feel on my neck Blue eyes, oh baby, blue Staring right into my heart This must be where the aching starts Sticky situation Ha 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 Sticky situation We've all been warned From such a young age day would come, we'd feel like rats in a cage, although I've been warned, is it alright, that I barely even lasted, to the eve of one
you enjoy the Creative Control podcast and want to support it with a monthly pledge, please visit patreon.com slash creative control. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash creative control with two k's. You can pledge $1 a month or $4, $8, $30, $50, $100 a month, whatever you want. There are gifts and incentives to pledge. But more than anything, you can keep the show going. There's no other revenue stream for this podcast. I've been doing it for my own fulfillment and to contribute something to the culture. But I think it's time to see if I can generate some kind of salary from all of this work. So, if you appreciate Creative Control, again... Please consider pledging a monthly amount. All of the info you need is at patreon.com slash creative control. Thank you. Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.